All right, Shabbos say good morning. Let us begin. We are picking up today in Mishnah Yomi, Parak Vav Mishnayis Vav through. I'm sorry, Parak Vav. That that is correct. Um, Mishnayis Vav. Vav through Zion, thank you. So let's start, chapter 6, Mishnah is 6 through 7. Mishnah Vav says as follows, really a very interesting, interesting Mishnah. You know, I was, as I was looking over the Mishnah, it says today, as I mentioned in yesterday's shir, I have to resist the temptation a little bit to delve a little too far into the Halacha. Otherwise, the uh, seven-minute Mishnayish here becomes a 20-minute endeavor. But again, but I do want to urge you that, um, you know, this is, if you're using the article of Mishnayis, they're really excellent. They have a lot of notes in there, halacha in there as well. And again, I just want to point out, you know this from Dafyomi, that very often when you learn a Mishnah, the actual halacha lemaisa, right, practical halacha is so different than what we see in the Mishnah. So therefore, you know, imagine I were talking about this yesterday. You know, the way the Bartanura paskin in yesterday's Mishnah is different than the way that the Shulchan Aruch paskins in yesterday's Mishnah. So I would just urge you, you know, in this, in this short couple of minutes that we have in the morning, we're kind of beginning to explore the topic, but it requires so much more depth. You know, if you're interested, especially in these sugyas, we're dealing with halacha lamaisa items. Take a look at number at Mishnah Vav. If a group of people sit down to eat, so what's the halacha? Call echad ve'echad mavarech liatzmo. Each and every individual makes their own bracha. So I will say this is talking about a group of people who are sitting down to have a meal together. Everyone goes ahead and makes their own bracha. Now, what does that mean? Look at the next line. Hesebu, if they recline, echad mavarech lekulon. Then one person can make a bracha on behalf of everyone. So both say, this is getting into the idea as follows. That when people are koveya suuda biyachad, when people literally establish a meal together, they become a cohesive group. And part of becoming that cohesive group is that one person can make a bracha on behalf of the collective and discharge their obligation. So we'll say this is much, just to illustrate this, we don't normally do this. The one time we do this, that we see this often, is on Shabbos by Lecha Mishnah. Right? One person makes hamotzi on the chalas, and that discharges the obligation. Now the truth is, that's not a fair comparison, because Lecha Mishnah is much more of what we'll call a birchas hananin, excuse me, a birchas ha-mitzvah, a bracha over a mitzvah, not really a bracha on benefit. Again, but just illustrating it. What the Mishnah is highlighting is like this. You could do this even in the context of a regular meal, but what it requires is for the group to become to become linked, right? For the group ultimately again to experience halachic cohesion. And how do you experience halachic The only time I could discharge your obligation for a bracha is if we're all part of the same entity. But if it's you, if it's me, if it's we're all individuals, then if I make a bracha, that works fine for me. But you still have to work, make your own bracha afterwards. How do you establish halachic cohesion? Well, in the Mishnah's time, reclining. Because remember, again, they used to recline when they ate, not just at the Seder, but every single day, right? And you would, you would have a bed, you'd have your own little table, and that's how you ate your meal. So if we all reclined together, that showed in a physically demonstrative fashion that we are all quite literally breaking bread together. We're all having a suit together. Because we become a cohesive unit, one of us can make the bracha on behalf of the rest of us. That's why, again, the Lashon of the Mishnah is, there's Hayu Yoshvin Le'echol, if they sat down to eat, or Hesebu, they reclined to eat. If we sat down, 
then we're just, you know, all kind of doing nothing. We're individuals. If we're individuals, then what's the halacha by brachas? Everyone has to make their own bracha. However, again, if we recline together, we become a cohesive unit. And if we become a cohesive unit, one can make a bracha on behalf of everyone. Balem yayin b'soch hamazan. We will say, what happens if we're having a su'uda? If we're having a su'uda, and let's say again, they bring us wine. Right, so we're in the middle of having su'uda, and they bring us wine. What's the halacha? Everyone has to make their own bracha on wine. Then I will say, interestingly enough, this is true even if we're all reclining together. This is a new halacha. Even if we're reclining together and there's halachic cohesion, someone can make the bracha on behalf of the collective. If wine comes in the middle of the meal, everyone's got to make their own bracha. Then I will say, the Bartanura says, what's the reason for that? What's the logic? This is fascinating. When you're reclining and you're drinking, I will say, that's a feat. We know this from the Pesach Seder, right? Although this is supposed to be demonstrative of royalty when we drink, it's a shtickle uncomfortable, right? Because I want to spill, choking, all these different kinds of things. And therefore, again, and therefore the Mishnah says as follows. In order to discharge your obligation with a bracha made by someone else, that requires kavanah, requires concentration. The assumption is that when you're drinking during the meal and reclining, you're not going to be able to concentrate on someone else's bracha. Therefore, halacha lemaisa, if wine comes in the middle of the meal, you have to make your own bracha, even if you've established halachic group cohesion. The achar amazon. What happens if wine comes after the meal? So remember again, just to understand what we're talking about, this is wine coming after the meal, but before benching. In that case, echad mevarech lekulam. Then one has the ability to make the bracha, on behalf of the rest of the group. Because at this point in time, often people weren't reclining anymore. Because they weren't reclining, therefore again, one can make a bracha on behalf of the group. Furthermore, again, very interesting, he also makes the bracha, he also makes the bracha, ultimately again, on the besamim. Now remember again, the who in this context is, the person who went ahead and was motzi the group in their brachas, right? The person who made the bracha, on behalf of the collective cohesive group, he's also given the covet of making the bracha on besamim. Now, the Bartanur writes, he says, Regilin hayu lahavi acharasuda, atse besamim memachta ala ish l'reachtov. This is fascinating. In times of the Mishnah, they often would bring um, like sweet-smelling herbs, besamim, besamim. They would put it on a fire, it would create aroma, and they would make a bracha of depending on what the herbs are, bore mine besamim, bore atse besamim, bore isve besamim. There's a lot of different brachas you can make on besamim. So this individual who discharged the collective, the collective of their bracha would also make the bracha on besamim. Ultimately, again, and this is true even though what? Often the mugmar, the besamim, was only brought after the su'uda was concluded. Now, Bosai, now point out over here, remember, look at Shalashan and the Mishnah, there's Akhar Hamazon and Akhar HaSu'uda. Akhar Hamazon means what? After the meal, but before benching. Akhar HaSu'uda means after benching. After benching. So, Bussamim was often brought after benching. But nevertheless, the individual who kind of, dis- not kind of, individual who discharged the cohesive collective in their bracha, would also be given the distinction, ultimately, of making the bracha on besamim. So I'll say the takeaway from the Mishnah is as follows. Takeaway from the Mishnah is, even though normally, Rabbi say the halacha is, when it comes to brachos over food, what we call birchos hananin, 
it's each man for himself. That's the way it works, right? In other words, because I'm getting hano, I'm getting benefit from this cup of coffee, so therefore, again, I have to make the bracha on it. For you to make a shahakal for me doesn't make any sense. This is different than birchos mitzvah. When you make a bracha over a mitzvah, one can discharge the obligation over other people. The exception is if we become a cohesive group. If we become a cohesive group, then we become one. If we become one, then one individual from the group could be mozi the rest of the group. How do you establish group cohesion for Hilchos Brachos or for a Suda? How do you do that? Haseba, reclining. I will say an incredible Musra as well, which is the power of a collective, right? But you can accomplish as an individual is only so much. When you choose to become part of a larger group, Haseba, you choose to bend your shoulder, you choose to become part of the group, there's no telling what you could do. But say Mishnah Zayin, quickly, again, we're already over time. Mishnah Zayin, Hevi Olafan of Maliach Betchila, Pas Imar, but say it's a great, great case. What happens if you bring Maliach? Maliach is very salty fish. Very salty fish. And the fish is so salty that it cannot be consumed on its own. So what do you do? You take the fish with a little piece of bread in order to blunt the saltiness. So let's get ready for this. Ultimately, you make a bracha on the fish, and you don't have to make a bracha on the bread. Why? Because the fish is of primary importance, and the bread is of secondary importance. What we call in halacha, the fish is the ikr, the primary item, and the bread is the tafel, the secondary item. And the Mishnah says, this is the rule, Anytime you have something, you have two items. One is of primary importance, one is of secondary importance. On the ikr, the primary item, and that exempts the tafal, the secondary item. Now, I want to point out, it's not just simply that one is of primary importance and secondary importance. What it really means is like this. If you have two foods, and the secondary one is only being consumed because of the first one. That's the case here. Why am I eating bread? Why am I eating bread? Why? Fish is too salty. I don't want to eat a piece of fish. I, I, I wouldn't, in other words, if there was no fish, would I be eating bread? No, no. I'm only eating bread because I want to eat the fish. So the bread is only coming as a result of the fish. Therefore, I will say the fish is primary, the bread is secondary. This is what's called the halachos of ikr v'tafel. And therefore, again, when I go ahead and I make a bracha on the primary item, that exempts the secondary item. Now, the novelty in the Mishnah is, even though in this case, what's my secondary item? Right? What's my tafel? Bread. Right? Bread is usually, you know, that's the top of the food chain. Right? In halacha. That's the most pri- primary important item. Yet, because it's clearly only being consumed because of the fish, therefore, halacha lamaisa, you don't have to make a bracha. And this is indeed the halacha lamaisa. Again, like I said to you when we started this year, these halachas are much more complex and much more in-depth than what I'm doing just for it in the few minutes that we have the Mishnah. But again, the concept is the same. I will say, an incredible Musra Haskil as well. You know, in life, in life, you have to be very, very, very careful to identify what is the ikr and what is the tafel. What is the ikr and what is the tafel? What's the primary items? What are the primary pursuits in life? What are the secondary pursuits in life? And again, if you're able to identify that, then you're able to accomplish everything. 
you're able to get the Iker and you're able to get the Tafel. The problem sometimes in life is when you make the Tafel the Iker and the Iker the Tafel. When you go and you make the non-primary items the primary pursuits and the primary pursuits become secondary, that's when life doesn't gain the right traction. Be able to identify what's primary, what's secondary, and you'll be halachically and hashkafically successful. All right, we'll stop over here. We're not finished with this. So yeah, Merit will continue tomorrow as well. Shkoyach. All right, already, already getting too long. Already getting too long.